Jenny, it's time to go. My mother yelled from the kitchen downstairs. I put my stuffed navy backpack on my shoulders, a box full of old odds and ends in my arms, took one last look at the blank purple walls, and headed down the stairs. Outside, my mother held the trunk open for me, while my father and younger brother Max waited in the car. The tires hit a bump in the torn road, and my mother turned around in her seat to look at Max and I. Ah, what's with the glum faces? Aren't you excited? The new home, new neighborhood, new school? Her excitement in the voice made me feel uneasy. My brother protested with, But what about my friends? Why do I have to move so far away? I won't get the chance to visit them. Yeah, friends. I'm not good at making friends. I never been, I've been solo since kindergarten. But being alone has never, never bothered me. The car pulled into a short, narrow driveway and rolled into a stop with a squeak of the brakes. Here we are. Isn't it lovely? My brother praised. I looked out the window. The house was two stories, gray sidings, with forgotten summer flowers wilted in brown in their pots on the porch. I found my room, a bit bigger than my old one, a bit dustier, and a bit drafty. I opened the closet to unpack, but a silver key hanging on the rack caught my eye. I turned around, and in the corner sat a rustic chest, locked. I grabbed the key and put it into the iron locket. Once at the lock, perfect match. The chest opened with a, and two moths fluttered out, escaping the room through a broken window. Oh, the window's cracked. That's why it's so cold in here. I can continued with my search and pulled out newspaper clippings, stating claims of a four-year-old boy gone missing. I wiped the dust off an old picture, a little kid in a red jacket. Get up! It's time for school. Next thing I knew, I was walking down a hallway through crowds of teens. I got to my locker, 94. A boy next to me is unpacking his book bag and caught me staring. He eruptively said, Hi, I'm James. What's your name? I pointed to my bag that has an imprint of my name. Oh, well, nice to meet you, Jenny. And he put his hand out. I didn't know what to do, so I continued to empty my backpack. He let out a weird laugh and asked, What's your first class? I gave him my schedule. What a coincidence. Looks like we're heading to science. In the room sat seven tables, two students at each. I looked for an empty chair. Oh, there's an empty chair next to me. James headed towards the back, and I followed him like a lost duckling. Okay, students, as you were informed yesterday, we are dissecting mice. The person sitting next to you is the lab partner. James made a cut across the belly of the helpless little animal. I noticed two girls in front of us. They're different. Both tall, dressed in black. They make quick glances at me and giggle to themselves. When the bell rang, I headed for the door and looked at the other girl's table. Their mouse was in shreds, parts scattered across the tabletop. One of the girls glared at me with dark eyes. I walked faster, almost sprinting out the door. I got back to my locker. Oddly, James was already there. What's the rush? You practically ran out of class. An image of the girl's black eyes filled my head, but I answered his question with a shrug. Oh, the twins? He said as if he read my mind. If you look hard enough, you'll see there's something strange about everything and everyone in this place. I didn't notice before, but the locker numbers don't go in order. From 94, it goes straight to 49, 
and then to 84. They're all unlucky numbers. And every person that walked past stared at me, as though staring right to my soul, as if they had the chance to make me look like the twins' dissection. Chills ran down my spine. For the rest of the day, I was the mouse studied by the hawks. Once the last bell rang, I ran this time, off the two doors, across the parking lot, and down the sidewalk, until I felt distant enough from what laid behind. Hey, wait! I slowed and let the boy catch up. I didn't get the chance to ask if you wanted to see something weird I found in the woods. Maybe you could help me figure out what it is. I kept on walking, pretending to show no interest in James' so-called discovery. If you want, meet me by the park tree at eight. He said as he fiddled with the black silver bracelet on his wrist and parted his own way. I sat on my bed and picked up the picture from my dresser, stared at it, looking for details, possibly clues. The little boy, red coat, blue jeans, and a bracelet he had clenched in his hand. I froze. It was the same details, colors, patterns, same one as James had. The sun was behind the hills of trees. With full curiosity, made my way across the road and down the sidewalk, through scattered clustered of kids who were racing from door to door for treats. I walked towards the center of the park, which sat a large maple tree with all its leaves at its feet. There, leaning against the trunk, was James. I hesitantly kept walking. Curiosity gets them every time. He mumbled to himself and started for the woods. I followed, some mental force pulling me forward. Almost there. James shouted back to me. I could see a faint clearing of trees ahead. After stepping over a log, we were in a large cleared circle. James eruptively stopped in the middle, mumbled something, and slowly turned to come face to face with me. His skin was pale, tightened to his face, that I could see his skull. A pain inside grasped me, forcing my joints to stay put. The boy's body split symmetrically and peeled down to the forest floor, and a creature, beast, demon, whatever it was, flowed out of the corpse. The pain and anxiety let loose and allowed me to run. The pounding in my chest quickened with my racing footsteps. My feet hit a log that I failed to avoid and brought my face into the dirt. I got a glimpse of the object at my ankles, for what I assumed was a long, was a person, face down, wearing a red jacket. Oh, good, Jenny. Wherever you scramble to, we always be there before you. The creature snarled at me. With its statement said, it brought all the puzzle pieces into place. No one in this town is human, but a human hunter. Your pretty face would decorate the missing papers, Jenny. I picked myself up, but before I could start, strong, clumsy grabbed around my waist and pulled me back, lifting my feet off the ground. For once in years, opened my mouth and let out defi- a deafening scream. Blackbirds fluttered into the dark, escaping the piercing cry. Jenny, it's time to go!